mouth. What is it saying? This is a family show. Hello there, Pokey Pals. My name is Gibbles and Bits, and with me is my bot lane bro and faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10. We hit double digits. AOS Airwaves in the double digis. And uh, yeah, Pokemon Unite is in a really, really interesting place right now. Uh, a lot of injections of new Pokemon, a lot of, like, you know, where everybody, I think, is is locking into, like, how to play the new map a little bit better, and there's some tournaments coming up, so the competitive scene is starting to ramp up a little bit more. Um, it's really interesting right now. Yeah, the game has been fantastic to play. They're pumping out new characters like we've never seen before. Yeah, seriously. And the game just feels fresh. The emblems... Uh, I think people are finally starting to get a hang of the emblems and, and crafting pages at a True. higher rate and, and understanding, oh, what do I kind of need on this Pokemon? So there's there's a lot to the game right now that just feels really fresh. So uh, we're happy to be doing an episode today. It's a Friday. It's a Friday afternoon specifically. So we're looking forward to the weekend, but this is a nice, relaxing way to ease into it. So uh, That's right. So, That's right. So, D- so DBN, tell me, what have you been playing in, in Unite? What have you been enjoying? Oh man, you know what's what's okay. So what's crazy here is we have um, our unite team practices um, twice a week uh, right now, and we're we're pretty reliable on that. I had been bouncing around between a bunch of different characters. Uh, Mew is still, I think, my favorite character to play right now. Um, but my favorite character and my best character is the one I've been playing the most, and that's still Wigglytuff. Uh, I think Wigglytuff Who's is made a, a great place. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean- with the amount of uh, importance on CC, feels like there we're starting to get into a little bit of a, uh, a kind of a period. We go through waves like this within the meta mm-hmm. where sometimes CC falls out of favor and it's not as as, as important. Where it's more kind of damage based, or there was a there was a point where it was all about cooldown reduction and it was it was more more mages. And now yeah. we're kind of back into almost it feels like a little bit of a brawly meta, like a little bit of a brawly stage where. Being able to kind of lock your opponents out while also being able to output damage in front line is really important, which is like Wiggly's MO. Yeah, plus, you know, uh, CC is just all over the place right now. I mean, you're seeing Mammo unironically being played on teams and stuff like that, uh, which I love Mammo. I love my uh, my big my big mammoth man. Uh, but the reality is, is that I, I still think he's overvalued by the community that is playing him. But nonetheless, the CC is great. And so CC is being played um all over the place and wiggly's ultimate is just a great great answer in team fights to be able to purge off those stuns for just, even just a second or two you know to get your allies in the position that they need to be um and not lock down so that they don't miss out on those damage numbers and you can swing the tide of battle back over uh to your to your team so the alt feels phenomenal obviously sing has never been bad but you're right gibby i think the melee characters uh are really popular right now um mime has sort of uh been a staple and i'm not saying wiggly is better than mime but wiggly can survive long enough on mime and lock it down with sing and the boosted attacks to get people able to jump on it and and try to try to finish it off so it's it's not too bad um what have you been playing dude i i I mean i know the answer but the audience doesn't really know the answer 
Yeah, I mean, my play style, we all have kind of our, our favorites and our play styles, but uh, I'm very much a, a ranged damage dealer or kind of mage player. I really like being able to hit some skill shots and things. It makes me sad. I really feel like one of my favorite characters right now, um, or overall, is Gardevoir. Gardevoir is in a horrible place, so I've had to kind of explore <laughs> a little bit and um, kind of venture out into into other realms and find some new favorites. I've I've kind of found a new appreciation for Decidueye. I think Decidueye is actually in a really good spot right now. Um, the new map makes dunking, I think, a little bit easier mm-hmm. early on. So so stacking is is very easy to do. It's obtainable on a lot of different characters and being able to, whether it's from coming from the jungle, I hope that you're coming from the jungle, but uh, with, with Decidueye, you're not leaning with Decidueye um, unless you have a lot of big protection. But I think, I think even just getting a couple stacks on Decidueye early is really big for when you start throwing those, those arrows from distance. Uh, but I think overall, my biggest increase in play rate I'll say over the past couple of months, just Delphox. Uh, Delphox is is pumping out damage right now mm-hmm. when it comes to Mystical Fire and the mobility. Mobility has never been more important with the the need to be able to move around the map and, and also just not get locked down if you get in a bad situation because your allies are probably a little bit farther away from you than they were on on um, Remote Stadium When now that we're on Thea Sky Ruins. So being able to turbo scoot, as we call it, yep. <laughs> with flame charge, <laughs> with with um, with Delphox, and then being able to just absolutely blast someone in the face for a third of their health with a mystical fire is really nice. And I've been enjoying playing that. Same thing with with Espeon, Espeon with with the stun at the end of it on Psy Shock and just in, in, in absolutely just dumping out damage onto people is is really really nice. So. Um, it's it's in a, a good place names. for sure, and yeah. I think it's great against the brawly meta of you know the mimes and the and whatnot, especially with your alt. So it's it's in a really good place. Well, guys, we have a we have a pretty fun episode, at least I hope for you all today. Um, I'll just let you know what we're gonna get into, so you can skip ahead if uh, if you want to and skip around. I know some people do that. Um, so we're gonna be talking about first. Uh, we're gonna go through and and do a little bit of uh, of of upkeep on the show and. Uh, uh, that'll be fun looking at some of the Spotify responses we've gotten to, uh, polls and whatnot. So that'll be cool. Then we're going to go and jump into a discussion about, uh, Scyther, Scizor, and Clefable, the new Pokemon that have been released over the last couple weeks and, uh, give our thoughts on them, uh, do a little, uh, a review, so to speak of these guys. And then we will preview Zoroark and Sableye, the two newest Pokemon that have been, uh, leaked on the test server. And we are pretty sure going to be coming to the Halloween event. Uh, and finally we will close with a little bit of a, uh, of an older segment we used to do. We're going to bring it back and that's who's that Pokemon. That's going to be a, um, looking at some, uh, fan-made Unite designs uh, that people dropped into our Discord. And, of course, uh, listen to that segment for some cool ideas on on some fan favorites. And feel free to submit your own if you jump into our Discord page. So, And, and man, have we received some cool submissions. There's been and that's, some cool and, ones, yeah. And like, like, out of nowhere, we just we didn't even... I don't even think we had talked about it for an episode or two. Not really, about, no. About, about uh, submitting ideas for Who's That Pokemon. And then we had a couple people just come through with some absolutely like some outside bangers. the box yeah some straight up slapperonies of, of character <laughs> ideas so and i'm also i'm going to profoundly 
guess my next at some point uh-huh guess my next uh idea for what i think will make its way into unite because i was right about sable you did, you so did therefore i need to, i need to back, re yeah. up i need to re up my prediction now that it's happening what's so, ironic we'll and we'll there. get into this but uh with sableye uh you guessed sableye as the pokemon and i basically gave a pretty close estimation of the kit uh, but I put it under Kecleon, which I still think would be a super cool Pokemon to go and unite. And this, the kind of like goofy looking derpy Pokemon that Unite would choose, frankly. <laughs> right. Um, but we are uh, we're going to just talk a little bit. I, I want to, you know, at, at, at first really uh, apologize a little bit to our listeners. We had not kept tabs on the Spotify responses to the polls uh, for the last few weeks. And part of that is just, you know, summer travels like we've we had a hard time over the summer, like getting in the same uh, on the same computer, on the computer at the same time, I should say. Normally, I would say uh, in the same room, but we're we're never in the same room. But um, to yeah, uh, to, to yeah to me. record. So like, I hadn't really had a lot of time to go through and dig up some of these Spotify responses. So right now, I do want to um, thank everybody who's been listening. And uh, you know, here's here's the thing. I know you guys behind the scenes don't see this, but the podcast is growing, the listenership is increasing, and with that, uh, the the polls are uh, are being answered, and people are commenting on our. Uh, on our Spotify polls and questionnaires. So I just want to thank you guys for doing that. The engagement is really, really cool for us to see as well. So um, on our uh, on our episode seven, which was uh, for the anniversary uh, event in August, uh, we did a poll on how strong Glaceon was, S tier, A tier, B tier, or C tier. And uh, everyone agreed at the time uh, that it was A tier. I'm certain after the uh, the patch that came between then and, and the one we just are on now, uh, that likely would have been bumped up. Um, I also want to highlight we did a um, a uh, a couple things on the last episode, which was Dodrio Gate, <laughs> we called it. Um, and this is interesting. So, I, Gibby, I don't even think I told you this poll that I that I put on there just for funsies. I, I asked the listeners. I said, "How do you feel about Dodrio Gate?" Uh, and the three answers were: Storm the gates of Tencent. Meh, not the end of the world. And whales got a whale. Whales got a whale. Whales got a the, whale. The, the three-headed uh, gate. The that's three-headed right. conspiracy. Right. And we had a very tight race between these uh, t- between these three answers. The the opinions of our of our listenership are all over the board. Uh, we had thirty percent of our poll say, "Meh, not the end of the world." Another thirty percent of our poll said, "Whales got a whale," and forty percent. Uh, are like us, and we're ready to storm the gates of Tencent because don't don't tell me I have to spend five dollars to play Clefable when I saved up all that gold. Don't you tell me that. Grab your torch and pitchforks. Let's go storm the castle. Yeah. So, uh, so that was uh that that was an interesting little poll result. And the last thing I'll say is back on episode six, uh, we asked people what upcoming Pokemon they were most excited for. Uh, this was like uh. I don't know, two months ago, three months ago. Um, and so I apologize that we missed this, but Yen, Jade Melon, S, Dot Eyes, uh, Sylveon, Slash Mewtwo, and On Toast, thank you all for responding. Uh, we want to see you guys 
uh, continue commenting on Spotify. We're going to call out some of the best responses we see there. Uh, we'll be continuing to uh, to do that. The last thing I want to say is we did get a iTunes review, an iTunes five-star reviews, two of them. Um, that actually is going to be really good for our podcast to be able to grow uh, on the old algorithm. So if you are listening uh, through an iPhone or through iTunes, um, gosh, it would mean the world to us if you give us one of them uh, one of them five-star reviews. We would certainly uh, be it would be much appreciated. One of them big old five star reviews, if you wouldn't mind. How, that's a fine. How do you do? So yeah, uh, thank you all for engaging uh, and uh, jump in the Discord and give us some ideas about uh, you know Pokemon related uh, Patreon content we can provide. We we have this uh, you know we're we're focusing on, at Camp Legend Network, which is three podcasts all rolled into one uh, sort of community um you know we're, we're looking to to overhaul our our patreon uh bonuses and stuff and so from the aos airwave side of things we'd love to hear uh what you guys would find fun or interesting that relates to your interests so uh pop in our discord and let us know you can find the link in the description that is all of our sort of housekeeping so thank you for listening through if you did let's jump into our discussion of these new pokemon gibby what do you want to start with scyther scissor or Clefable. Let's jump in with Scyther and Scissor, I think, kind of as a joint conversation, because they were released first, and also there's got a little bit of a transformation here. Mm-hmm. So Scyther and Scissor have been in the game for, I'll say, a couple weeks now. Like two, and, three weeks, max? Yeah, just just somewhere in there, and got to be honest, uh, I mean, so that similar to, uh, to Dodrio Gate, we're also seeing Scyther Scissor Gate, there's they 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 walled it off for the uh, first yeah. week or so um, where you could only pay with uh, with gems that you have to use real money to buy mm-hmm. in order to unlock it and then after a week it was available for you to spend uh, fourteen thousand coins on in order to to get scyther and scissor uh, upon release it was a bit of a controversial topic because scyther and scissor were very underwhelming uh, coming off of the the, the PTS. Um, the private test server, we thought that it was the, the whole point of that is that there's going to be some balancing and some, uh, some actual gameplay where you can, you can get it, uh, in the map and you can see how, how powerful it is that way when it actually drops to the, to the regular public, hopefully it's, it's in a good place and it's relevant and it's yeah. well, at least playable where you, you don't feel like there's going to be any well, you issues. You don't feel like but, you wasted your money on it. Well, exactly. Especially if you're asking your your player base to spend real money on it out the gate but um not only was it a little bit underwhelming with with power level even as intended uh there was also uh a bug that was happening where well that got debunked uh, actually that this this so it wasn't a bug it was just that bad and how crazy so so for the record that's even i know that's why i wanted to bring it up like so originally everyone thought that scissor was bugged because Scizor was doing no damage, right? And everyone's like, well, this is crazy. I mean, they wouldn't hurt nerf it that bad. Scizor was pretty good on the private test server. Like, why would they gut it? Like, not just reduce it. Like, they gutted it, right? And so at one point, this theory came out through Reddit, um, which was, it's actually bugged, guys. It's not supposed to be like this that the attack stats aren't scaling when it evolves from Scyther to Scizor. And everyone was like, oh, that makes sense. It's got to be a bug. It's got to be a bug. Somebody went in 
and crunched all the numbers and gathered all these numbers like manually the way that it usually takes like you know a week for the community to sort of crowdsource these numbers and scaling numbers and stuff like that and turns out no in fact there is change it's just so bad that people didn't see the difference between them and that's just like that's embarrassing (laughs) yeah it was it was really tough to justify not only purchasing and i still haven't uh, but playing and i felt bad for we've been kind of going through this whole rotation in our in our our, yeah. our pro team where mm-hmm. we're our five steps uh, i don't know we're, pro we're, team's a strong word <laughs> pro team's a loose we term did, but semi pro team we did uh make it onto uh in one tournament we made it onto the little tweet that they sent out of the top eight teams and it's not because we were in the top eight it's because we tied for eighth um, <laughs> hey we're there so but we made anyway. we, we were on the list so our with our five stack team, we've been kind of rotating through uh, acquiring these these different Pokemon. So that way, we have um, a little bit of a, ability to test with it and play with it in, in real time. And I feel bad for our friend up until now, uh, Curry, who had bought. Yeah, he's not our scissor. friend anymore. Up until no, now, no, he was our no, 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 no. I feel bad for him up until now. Oh, I see, I see. He he, uh, I felt bad that he had bought this Pokemon because it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't useful at all. Like I feel like he had, no, had taken we his turn and spent something on it. Wasn't worth it. Well, we tried playing it in our comp when it when it first came out, and he was really excited. He's a big fan of the Pokemon, and and he's actually he's been on the show once. We did the um for for those of you who were around when we did our tier list, and we brought Curry in. Um, but he he you know he was you know disappointed. And I, I felt bad. I mean, I got to play Mew when it came out, and I dropped the money to play Mew right away, and I didn't regret it, and I still don't. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that that it's a it's an awkward situation, and it's kind of embarrassing for sure. I mean, Dodrio came out; it was gated, and people were like, "Oh man, does Dodrio suck?" And I think the our consensus was Dodrio doesn't suck; it just needs to be played a certain way. And the community has seemed to have picked up on that because its win rates have continued to increase. Uh, after release scissor was just is and scyther although people seem to be like well i could, we at least can win with scyther because it does bigger bursts of damage but it was still nothing compared to the things that like absol and zara can do right so it was like why yeah, it play in the same place now fast forward to the release uh like that happened ago. a day or two ago and people are almost flipping the script and saying oh, Scissor might be stronger than anticipated, or it's at least, at minimum, it's in a really good spot. Oh, yeah. So they, they, (laughs) along with dropping Clefable, they also boosted Scyther and Scissor uh, quite heavily in some of the stats. I mean, um, the boosted attack damage increased, um, the the double hit damage increased, and dual wing beat damage per hit in total. For Scyther Scyther all increased. Uh, We've got... A pretty sizable jump in the stat in, in stat increase for HP for di- for regular defense for uh, special defense yep. I believe all of the and defense then... stats and HP went up for Scizor, as well as the bullet punch cooldown reduced uh, in damage yeah cooldown was reduced I think the damage might have been increased too yeah um, yeah from over over a hundred at, at base. Over a hundred and about one hundred and fifty a hit, and then um, the per the second and third hits also got that got increased. Where you're almost putting another hundred and fifty, almost two hundred damage per per attempt of, of bullet punch. Swords dance uh, got the cooldown. I think re- sword reduced. dance got nerfed. The cooldown got reduced, so the cooldown got 
it, it it comes up faster now. Oh, I see. But the but the effect of it doesn't last. Uh, the, as long. Of the duration doesn't last as long. Well, that makes sense too because um, if you're doing all of the because the bullet punch counts towards it. If you're doing all of those bullet punches, um, you know, more often then that would be kind of crazy. It would be no, it would be too be little, too little good. to no downtime. Although I think I think the double hit is just su- supremely better than swords dance on now on both of scissor and scyther the mobility on yeah, double is kind of wild but yeah like the the transformation on both pokemon was impressive we played some games literally just yesterday uh we didn't get up for the 3 a.m uh uh release uh but uh but we, we logged on our team logged on uh yesterday afternoon and got some games in and Curry was playing Scyther a few games and Scissor a few games, put up huge damage numbers uh, every game. I think over 80K on both, on all, like, what, three or four games we played with it. Scyther was particularly interesting because all of the resets, he's squishy, but all of those resets, he actually feels like a speedster now. You know, jumping around, dashing in, doing hits, backing up. You know, we got to, to, we were playing supports and tanks that could heal him and, and, and support that, and it it seemed really impressive. And then, oh my gosh, Scizor just doesn't die now. Like you really, he really feels like the Zarina of the, you know, like, like a Zarina now. And it's just, instead of CC, like with stomp or something like that, or, or was it trope kick, trop kick? I think it's trop kick. You always say trope kick and you throw me. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's trop kick. I think it's trop kick. Um, but like, um, you know, the, the, without that CC, but what would definitely like a good defensive pool naturally that heal and then so much mobility. It's crazy. You're oh, just dashing so constantly. Fast. Like, like you can like I was watching somebody. I was watching a a game from a YouTuber, and they they were like, okay, I'm gonna take this objective really quickly, and they took uh, Registeel or whatever it was at the bottom lane, and they just hop, 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 hopped their way all the way to the top just to get there before Reg, Reg, uh, Lucky got taken, and they were able to compete in that, but they were just moving so fast across the map. It's crazy. Like, yeah. you, you just you just underestimate, especially in this map. Like, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal or as big of a deal in Remote Stadium, but with, like, as we've talked about, with the map opened up a little bit, especially in the center area mm-hmm. and the, some different pathing and different gating that that uh Thea Sky Ruins offers mobility is just at a premium. Like, I, I think seen, um that's why X Speed I think is the is like the overarching favorite for battle item now is because you yeah. have to have the mobility. If your character doesn't already have it built in, you've got to be able to get around the map. And in some cases these high mobility characters are also even still running X Speed. Mm-hmm. So they have another example or another instance of it where they can pop it and they can just fly. Yeah, and X speed will always go in and out because the thing with X speed compared to eject button is X speed is better unless the enemy team is CCing you. So it's a worse escape. It's worse at escaping, but it is great for chasing. It's great for like getting somewhere that you're late to. Um, that's another discussion though. But I I I was very impressed with uh, Scizor especially, but Scyther as well. Scyther is definitely hard to play. Dual wing beat ain't easy to aim, um, and it's not even that it does a ton of damage. But it definitely gives you that like uh, second dash, which is just phenomenal at like helping you set up the resets off of dual wing beat. It's it's or off of excuse me double hit. It's really really cool, and I think both of these Pokemon are in a phenomenal position. And I'll tell you what the other thing is, I I really think double hit is is phenomenal, and it makes me want to go 
like pick those Pokemon up when initially I wasn't interested. Um, and now I'm looking at like, ooh, that's really interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe I picked that one up. Dodrio, similar thing. I want it. Here's the problem. I feel like I haven't, and, and granted, I've been so busy. Um, and just for the audience's context, I, I'm literally moving in two days. Um, so like uh, to a different state. So like, I, you know, I am, uh, I am the dedication to the podcast. That's right. I, yeah, I'm good. I'm on here two days before I move. You're welcome audience. Uh, <laughs> instead of really, I just did it cause it's fun. Thank uh, me and adore me. That's right. Everyone loved me. Everyone hate Gibby. Uh, it'll be great. Um, that's the kind of podcast we want to have where the, where the co-hosts just butt heads the whole time. Everybody loves that content, right? You've heard of good cop, bad cop, but have you heard of good podcaster, bad podcaster? That's right. <laughs> um, no, I, I digress. I just, I'm really impressed with it. I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what it ends up doing for us when we really get into a, our five stack and just sort of like play seriously and build a, a dedicated comp around it. It seems flexible enough, at least as Scizor that you really can make a big impact. And I'll also say this, I don't think you have to jungle it. We were doing that just to give the, um, you know, that early lead and, and see what you can do as Scyther says, or playing from ahead, but you can definitely still lane with it. Um, you know, Scyther has that little quick attacks. So he's got a little escape. He has a solid, um, secure with fury cutter. It's, it's good. And, and, you know, those stacks will make a, a big impact. I think if you, if you stack it up on, it. um, Especially with the uh, the amount of basic hits or the amount of times that you're mm-hmm. hitting, the cri- yeah critical hit on it is is on Scyther and Scissor is is awesome. Uh, that seems to be a prevailing. Yeah, I think on Scyther element. crits are being valued. Scissor, unfortunately, bullet punch doesn't let you crit, um, which did. is something to to be aware of. Yeah, um, but but Scyther loves the, those. Uh, I think Razor Claw has to be on both of them. Like the amount of like hits you're getting with all of the dashes and stuff and the resets, like Razor Claw seems really, really strong on both of those. Yeah, just so you're getting your crits on your moves. Get a little slow, set up sets up the dashes easier. Yeah. Um now Clefable just dropped yesterday. We have like not a ton of uh play with it, but Gibby has been excited about this one for a while. I have, and I picked it up. It was my turn. I all volunteered for our five stack to be the one to pick it up, and I think it's something that I will be playing a lot going forward. And I'm happy to say, I think I picked up a Pokemon that is making an impact. It yeah. is really fun to play, despite the some of the the disdain for the for the Moonbeam, uh, or for the Moonlight's uh, audio effects, sound effects. Oh, it is so annoying, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, some disdain that we've heard for some people in in the derpy way that Clefable Cle- runs. No, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't I really it. notice it. I think derpy in Pokemon so is part of what you sign up for. Right, uh, you do. You know, like they're cute, man. I mean, I know there there's cute and there's cool Pokemon. Okay, and it's okay if you like the cool Pokemon. And you don't like the cute Pokemon. It's okay if you like the cute ones and don't like the cool ones. It's all good. But there's you got to have both. The, it's exactly. The awkward pokemon that you're like Ooh, i don't know like uh like like was it drizzile i don't know look that pokemon up gibby i know you don't know it google drizzile d-r-i-z-z-i-l-e because yeah i know you didn't play the pokemon sword and shield I don't look, isn't 
It's so it awkward like drawing, looking. That looks like the drawing, the emo drawing of a second grader. It looks like he's throwing like a kidney shaped water balloon at somebody. Like it's so <laughs> stupid. It's a terrible Pokemon. Uh, but there are there are Pokemon like that, and I know I just offended somebody. Oh, Trisile's my favorite Pokemon. Well, if that's the case, I'm sorry for your sense of taste. Uh, but like I don't know. I, I think the derpy Pokemon are fun. I like derpy Pokemon, uh, just like I like cool Pokemon. So I, I I don't know about all that, about his walking animation or or anything. We've got a hater on our team. I won't tell you who. Uh, a Clefable hater. Um, back, to the, back to the Clefable uh, as, a, as it's actually applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, we digress so, again. <laughs> so Clefable is now in the game, and it is as a, it's a supporter, and it is definitely... It takes a different avenue in the game than I was anticipating it would in mm-hmm. play style. So I, I picked up Clefable, and I tried to play a couple games with with uh, with Ian here. We we tested out all the different move sets, and we found our favorite. And I think they've definitely toned some things down from from some of the videos and some of the gameplay that we saw yeah, in the sure. private test server. Like we we draining kiss. Which is a move that yeah, when, it's you, when you definitely nerfed. <laughs> when you proc it, it does, including wild Pokemon or or opponents, it does damage to them, and then it heals back a certain number, a certain amount of HP for every 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 uh, opponent that it hit. Mm-hmm. And if if your opponent, if you have an ally near you who is is low, it'll it'll heal them. If you don't have an ally around, it'll heal you. So not only was it doing a lot of damage on the on the test server. It was also healing a lot. Well, they've nerfed the damage, it feels like. The healing is still there, but it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, and they might have even nerfed the healing on it some as well. It feels like it's a bit harder to pull off. Like, that was the overarching, like, yeah, I think this move is going to be the one that sets Clefable apart, and now it doesn't feel that way. Mm-mm. There's There's been a prevailing move set amongst the the moves that you have the, the option to select for Clef, for Clefable. So Moonlight, you either get the choice between Moonlight and Draining Kiss as your first move at four, and then at six, you get the opportunity to go uh, Gravity or Follow Me, uh, which also just have completely different play styles to it. And the one that we have found that seems to be the best and most applicable, and I think this is a, just a pretty overarching opinion is moonlight gravity mm-hmm. moonlight just sends out these pulses of healing for you and for all of your allies and it is it scales it, it also does, gives it, you a move speed increase it does so you can catch up to allies that need healing or engage mm-hmm. so it's it's a pseudo engage tool but it also is just a, it's a sustain for your for big team fighty comps that I mean, you're eventually going to get whether you've built your comp around a, around team fighting or not. You're eventually going to get into a a fight that is three or more Pokemon from your team versus a, several of theirs. So it's going to be applicable. Uh, the uptime on it is pretty good. So it's a seven second cooldown. I think I think it's a seven second cooldown, and when you cast it, it immediately starts the cooldown. And Moonlight's up for about four to five seconds. So about every yeah, it, two to a, three seconds. A, I just looked it up. It's a nine-second cooldown, but it lasts for three seconds, like four, fi- four, four or five seconds. I can't find the. I can't find where it says how long it lasts, but it is a nine-second cooldown. But yeah, you're right. And th- those things are like, if if the cooldown starts when you cast it versus when you, uh, you know, when it ends, like sing. That's how sing works. 
then it's very different in terms of like what your expected uptime is. And it means it, it will, if it's got the higher cooldown, but it counts down while you're healing, then it's going to scale better with cooldown reduction items. Exactly. Yeah. And now, and maybe I, maybe I had seen some gameplay or was, or was counting it while I was playing with, with cooldown reduction items, which I don't think is a bad thing on Cliff Fable because the more you can continue just to throw off that, that, that moonbeam or that moon uh, light while you're doing other things. Cause you can cast it. It's almost like a set it and forget it. You cast it. You don't have to aim it. It just emanates from around you. And then you can go and do basic attacks, throw down your gravity, start doing boosted attacks, whatever you want to do with it. And gravity on the other hand is a very intriguing move that has complexity that I don't think uh, we've seen as much in the game, maybe outside of Wiggly. It's, it's got this, weird kind of playability where you throw down that gravity your opponents cannot dash into the gravity or if they do they get stopped and stunned for a certain amount of time and i would love to see and maybe somebody will come out with this eventually i'd love to see a move list of what is or isn't affected by gravity because there are some moves by visual capabilities or by i don't know pseudo design that i would assume would be stopped by gravity that aren't for example cinderace's uh blaze kick where he jumps in kicks off of you and jumps off in a direction and then does a boosted is not affected by gravity you can pull that off on a clefable without any issues but there are some moves where like if you're dashing in with like a lot of absol's moves i think i think gravity almost entirely turns absol off I think, yeah, for sh- that for sure. I think it's whether or not the Pokemon becomes unstoppable. So I think that, like, yeah, like, Blaze Kick, you technically are unstoppable during that because the Dragon animation Dance. has to go through. I know Dragon Dance will get stopped, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, Pikachu's yeah, yeah, Volt that's Tackle is an- I think Pikachu's Volt Tackle won't get stopped. I'm, I haven't tested it, but that's my theory because of the way that the animation works. It's like it nothing interrupts it, you know? You can take damage during it, but it won't be interrupted. So, like, there's some interesting things, though. Charizard's ult, as long as you, he, you know, if you dash into it, it will stop it. Um, Another thing that stops Charizard's ult. I know. Char- poor Char. Uh, Char goes through waves strictly alone on if, if his ult is getting jammed by things that are either healing out of his status effects or healing out of it or if things like can actually land it yeah right like it's it's so so charizard gets screwed all the time so gravity is really cool um talk to me a little about follow me follow me is interesting i mean so follow me you you wag your finger and you and you go in a certain direction and every opposing pokemon that you either touch or you are nearby when that happens uh, immediately turns to you and uses a basic attack or starts using basic attacks for a very short amount of time. Uh, and you get your special your special defense and your regular defense thrown through the roof to help counteract some of the damage you would take from the basic attacks. Follow me feels like it has it might find a place in competitive play because not only is it going to temporarily distract your opponents against their will from being able to take objectives if you can time it right i think is is a piece of that it also is just going to turn opponents to you in team fight where it's now giving your allies and almost a free shot at them down lane while they're while they're turned and focused on you follow me almost feels like a sacrifice move 
like, hey, I might die from this now. Because not only are you having your opponents turn to you and while they're doing a basic attack and not like a move, but they are now in your direction and they can then use moves on you because it doesn't last for very long. The other part that is hard about follow me is your positioning has to be very, very precise. Because as you, if you are just next to your teammates and you follow me into a group of enemies or follow me towards the enemy team, you're now not going to really be able to get out. Like it's Clefable doesn't really have a whole lot of escape tools. So unless you're like you, you, you follow me in and then you blink out with a, with an eject button, you might get away with that, but odds are you're going to get either CC'd of some sort, or you're going to get grabbed by a buzz swole, or you're going to get locked up in a side, like a side beam or something like that. And you're not going to be able to get out and you're probably going to die. And you probably just hurt your team because now they're down a member. And Clefable, despite what you might think as a pretty hefty body, as a supporter visually, does not have a very big health pool. We found that out very quickly. Which is what also what kind of makes Draining Kiss so hard, is because Draining Kiss is radius to where it's sucking that energy and healing your ally or healing you and doing that damage isn't as big as you would like it to be, at least at the first level of it. So Draining Kiss is tough to pull off, a little tougher than I was assuming, with it not being that big of an effect, follow me can be very good, but requires kind of very precise movement, it feels like. And you're putting yourself in harm's way where you won't last in a fight very long if you're not dashing into a bush or something like that. Now, how about the uh, the ultimate? Now, because the ultimate gives this burst of healing and then you get a random move, one of which can be splash, which I did see happen to you uh, the other day. Um, but assuming it's not splash, which I'm pretty sure is a pretty low rate, how have you felt about the different options and, and that ultimate move in general? It seems strong at times, and then it seems the like the randomness can be difficult. Randomness can be a bit hard. Um, I mean, what you'd really want on on your pokemon is i mean when you're it maximizes what clefairy and clefable are trying to do the most right which is heal and because you get this insane amount of healing off of the alt instantly it is kind of doing its job uh in that aspect of it the one thing you have to be careful of with the alt is you can't sit there and mash your alt button because if you mash your alt button and you get it off and then it immediately gives you the icon for that move, you will then use the move as well and you've now lost out on this opportunity to hit a strategic hydro pump or a block, block in a direction and now you've blocked yourself out of something. Or even if you can mash enough, you'll hit the alt, mash the block and then hit it again and you turned the block off. So now you did nothing. Fly is, I think, probably my favorite of the options that you can get because it's not it's a little bit of an escape tool uh, to get out if you really need to or chase somebody down. It also just does a good amount of damage. I do think Hydro Pump is solid uh, as well. I think those are probably my favorite too. Um, but a little bit of the randomness can hurt you, but I think all of the options, for the most part, in that they, that they put in the alt attached to it are pretty good. You just have to be intentional about hitting the button and leaving it and then seeing what move you get, and then you can kind of play around with it. But it has secured me a couple kills in some cases or even just helped my team reposition, which is which is nice. It does feel very supporty, even though it, you might get a damage move. 
Yeah, the heal is pretty good too. It's it's uh, if I, if Unite DB is correct in this, uh, it's twenty five percent of missing HP. Um, so you know it's great at healing up tanks. Um, you know the charge so, rate on it is pretty nice as well. Right. So if you it's but it's it's not something you want to throw at the beginning of the fight, right? It's it's because it's not based on max HP. It's not you know you you want to. If you throw at the beginning of the fight, people are only sort of hurt and won't heal much, you know. But you also, it's it's that I and I like this play pattern, by the way. If you wait too long, you might accidentally uh, somebody might get smited right as you're about to ult, and then you lose the opportunity to heal them up. So there's a little bit of risk reward there. Twenty five percent of of missing HP is is a huge chunk on on some of these characters. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, and- I still, and last thing, I really still mm-hmm. like throwing Buddy Barrier on it with it, too. I mean, so, because the Buddy Barrier is going to be a shield, so you're healing all of your allies, and you're also going to give a give a shield to you and somebody else as well. So it's, I think Buddy Barrier is still viable, because it'll, yeah. it'll go on top of the healing that you put somebody up in full, and it's still worth. Like, if it was, if Buddy Barrier said, I heal, I heal part of their actual health bar... Then you there would be no reason to run it, but it it almost kind of like supercharges the health as well along with that shield. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's um you know some options in terms of like what held items go on it. I think Buddy Barry is a great option. Focus band. Um, I know you were messing with like stacking it up on special attack specs, which I think can be good. Only problem. It would, one of the weird things is again I'm looking at Unite DB and I I am not 100 percent sure that this is the most up to date like have they finished crunching the numbers on this or not, but even if that even if the is a slightly different, you know Moonlight and Draining Kiss Moonlight has uh doesn't scale with special attack as much as Draining Kiss, so if you fully stacked up and then started spamming Draining Kiss that will do more damage and more healing, um. Same with Gravity and Follow Me. The shield you get from Follow Me is um, pretty substantially scaled off of your special attack, whereas Gravity is actually the damage from your auto attacks does give an increased scaling on special attacks, which is cool. Um, but it's not as much. So it's it's interesting. Like, you know, I wonder what the preferred build is going to end up being in, in the idea that, like, you want your Gravity, or excuse me, your Moonlight... Um, healing to scale really well just like you know blissies would stack up so that soft boiled would heal for you know 1500 a pop you know right and uh but but it i wonder what those like levels are going to be in terms of return like is stacking better than just using like wise glasses or um or is it something where do you end up running a special attack emblem page uh, maxed out to get that healing or is it better to just get the bulk like i i think that there's still a lot that needs to be sort of experimented with in that capacity so i'm i'm excited to see what the what the build is going to be uh yeah. down the road i think my next my next test with that and the, and this is my theory about i think what will come out as as a pretty solid build for it is doing exactly what you just described with a probably a full special attack and probably some health items as well or mm-hmm. some health page as well, so a special attack and health page, which would be green and white. Yep. And then running from an item perspective, you run X speed in order to be able to get up to your team and um, and do the keep up with them. If you, if you have someone who's dashing away and all that, but you want to be able to heal them. And then from an from a held item perspective, I'm thinking about running buddy barrier, focus band, and XP share. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not going to stack. The, then XP share, you don't necessarily need to get those last hits and you can kind of follow your teammate around and 
or get things low for yeah, them, which you have the ability to do in stealing. It's not that bad of a last hitter. Like disarming voice is okay, but it's not like you know Wiggly or right. So or, you or you go into like lane that. with someone who's actually pretty good at last hits, and yeah, then you just run secure. the XP share. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, we we did see after all in the uh, the World Championships, like double XP share was like the meta. Now, granted, um, may that may not cho- uh, prove to be the case when Thea Sky Ruins gets a ton of. Uh, um, higher level competitive play scene on it but uh, yeah who knows let's move on uh, we have two spooky boys that have gotten previewed and more than previewed you can find their test footage on uh, YouTube a bunch of the top streamers have footage uh, of them playing them on the test server um, personally um, oh, what is his name um, <clears throat> I'm blanking on his name right now uh, oh, Phil Yumus, uh, Yumos, oh, yeah, Yumos, whatever. Uh, his channel has uh, a video where he goes in and he plays several test games, trying out all of the moves. I think it is the most sort of complete test footage um, that you can get where he's playing as real people. It's game-based scenarios. I think it's really, really good to get an idea of how these are going to play. Um, so he has uh, footage of Zoroark and um, and Sableye, but you know, so do all of the other top streamers. They have footage of it. I just think his is the best personally. Um, but which do we want to start with? I I, I think you know what? I'm going to make the decision. Let's go low. Zoroark first, right? Yeah, we go we go low, cool. then we go high. Because no, okay, here's the here's the truth. Neither Gibby and I are particularly interested in Zoroark on our team. I play support. Gibby usually plays our mages, uh, so we're looking at this dashy melee speedster and going, yeah, who cares? Uh, And more than that, like, Zoroark uh, was in one of the generations that Gibby and I skipped, and I think I like the Hisuian variant of the Zoroark better anyways, so I have literally no attachment to this character, which I usually, like... Anytime a new Pokemon comes out, I'm normally like, oh, I love that one. Oh, that one's so good. And this is one of the very few that I'm like, I don't have any emotional attachment to the character at all. Uh, so I, it better be good, and it's a speedster, which isn't usually my cup of tea. But I know several people were very excited for it, so let's go over it. Gibby, walk me through uh, the moves here. Now, you and I have looked at this uh, this gameplay footage. We've looked at some of the the move lists and stuff that have been leaked by El Chico Eevee. Um, let, let's start with like the passive, the boosteds, all that sort of stuff. And then we'll get into the actual moves. Sure. So the passive is called illusion. The Pokemon takes this form of a random wild Pokemon or a Pokemon from the opposing team. Pokemon returns to its original form when it takes damage or uses a basic attack or move. So it's a disguise. It's got a 15 second cooldown on it when it, when it does it eventually pop out of that, uh, that form of that random wild Pokemon or the opposing opposing team. This is interesting to me. I don't know how useful it's going to be or if people will get used to this. Is one of those moves that people will get used to and be like, I know what that is, or if it really is going to matter all that much. Um, sometimes you can, I think you can tell by the movement of what something is doing. Like when you see a, if you saw a wild Pokemon doing, yeah. non-straight movements you're like that's really sketchy i don't believe that i know what that is especially if you know that they have a zero or zero on their team then it's probably not going to take you by surprise but um it, from the it, basic it, to- i did see though like um i wasn't sure when I, this initially got previewed but i did see confirmation that the enemies see it as having a green health bar 
So if you and 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 it seems to uh, after the first couple minutes, it seems to stop turning into wild Pokemon and turning exclusively into enemy Pokemon. So theoretically, you could turn into a enemy Sylveon and walk through their as you walk through their jungle. And if the enemy isn't paying attention to the mini map or knows that you know there's their Sylveon is top, they maybe won't notice or maybe won't think for just a second that it's not their teammate. So I, that is interesting. I think it is Mimi, and uh, at a, the higher level play you play at, the less useful that is. Um, It'll but I think YouTube it's still clips. amusing and interesting and plays to the character, which in the video game I understand has a ability that when it comes out of the, of the Pokeball, it looks like one of the other Pokemon on your team. So like yeah. an, until it takes damage or something like that, it 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 seems to the opponent to be a wiggly tough instead of your what it actually is, which can mess you up with their choices of move selections and stuff. If if again, if I am understanding it correctly, but um yeah, weird weird kind of passive, but but at least it'll probably make for some really funny uh YouTube clips <laughs> for for sure. <laughs> So uh, basic moves here, we've got Slash, has the user dash in a designated direction, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon. So just kind of a, a, dash, a dash damage dealing. Five and a half second cooldown. Shadow Claw um, is not one of the moves. Oh, yeah, that's a move that you get the option to replace Slash with. So has the user dash in the designated direction, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon and leaving them unable to act for a short time. If this move hits towards the end of the dash radius, it will a Pokemon will be thrown in the air, um, and instead of being able to un, unable to to act, um, and then the upgrade is it increases the length of time a Pokemon is thrown if they do get thrown when you hit them. Very at the end of very radius. similar to Aegislash's Shadow Claw. Yeah, similar to Aegislash's Shadow Claw. I was also thinking something similar to the um, uh, kind of the slashing basic move that uh, Zara Aura has early on mm-hmm. kind of does a, a little a little jump to it and then does two or three swipes and the last one's kind of a throw yeah yeah um, his slash yep yeah. and then the other one is cut cut has the user dash in the designated direction dealing damage to opposing pokemon and restoring the user's hp so a little bit of a, a restoration move along with you still doing some damage and then upgrade increases the amount of hp this move restores five and a half second cooldown time which is which is nice um so looks like zero Oric is going to be able to do moves quite often um and and be dashing around and and won't have a whole lot of downtime where he's doing basic attacks fury swipes uh is the other basic move that you get at the beginning has the user dash in a designated direction dealing damage to opposing pokemon if this move hits an opposing pokemon for a short time it can be used again so you get a second um kind of chain move on it and has a seven and a half second cooldown so Longer cooldown time, but you can probably get more out of the move if you do it in a really nice and really good way. And then the the moves that it can turn into, these ones are a bit more complicated. I won't go through the whole thing, uh, but Night Slash. For a short time, uh, changes the user's normal movement to dash attacks. After performing a dash attack, the user's next basic attack turns into a special basic Um Whenever the user hits an opposing Pokemon with another with other move or special basic, the move's effect duration increases the user's ability to use Night Slash again. This move's effect duration ends if the user moves when it's unable to use Night Slash. 
During the move's effect duration, if the user hits opposing Pokemon with a total of six moves or special basics, the user will jump into the air and then when landing, slash a set area of effect dealing damage to opposing Pokemon. The user recovers HP if it hits opposing Pokemon with this slashing attack while jumping. The user is unable to Shadow Claw or Cut to move a set distance. Six second cooldown, um, and then it upgrades. I think it gets a five second cooldown upon upgrade. So this one, this one I saw um, on the the test server. A lot of people that were playing it because of the ping were not able to actually use it to its fullest extent. It becomes sort of like Dodrio, where it's you don't actually aim with your right stick if you're on Switch. You are the aim is with where you're moving your character and what direction he's facing, and basically you you're gonna have to go like. Let's say you're in a 1v1. You're going to have to dash through it, immediately turn your stick to dash through it to the right again and go back and forth, back and forth through it a bunch of times without missing in order to then get the big, huge slice or whatever. Um, and so the and, and if you if you miss on one of them or if you wait too long before doing the next, like, I guess, dash or whatever. So you could theoretically, if I understand it right, like dash, basic, and then turn your joystick again to dash the other way. Uh, and just keep kind of going back and forth like that. And if it if the chain never gets disrupted by either you getting stunned or it missing, then you get this huge like slice, uh, jump in the air and slice the ground and heal a bunch. It seems yeah. very hard to execute, but then again, we don't know how easy it is if people are playing it on you know regular server ping instead of you know uh, whatever the the Asia um, server uh, is is located. So. Um, yeah, that one's kind of weird. I'm a little worried about it. I'll, I'll be honest in terms of the overall balance of the game when it comes out, just because it seems like so fast, kind of like a Gengar hex, but faster, like in that, just that you can spam and spam and spam and chain and spam. Uh, and if you pop a full heal in the middle, maybe you just can't be stopped. I don't know. This other one seems really intense too, though. It does. It seems very similar to it with just a little less, I don't know, it cut requires a couple less hits. So faint attack. Basically, it has the user dash in any direction, and it leaves behind a mark on the ground where it started the move. And then you can, at any point, press the button again and dash back to that location, dealing damage. If you hit uh, opposing Pokemon with that dash again, then the, the it marks the location back where you just dashed from before. It always leaves behind a marked dash, and if you end up uh, chaining it, chaining the dashes with the marks or four other moves or with other moves, you get four hits. Then similar to, to Night Slash, um, the user leaps into the air, at, or leaps at the designated direction of the opposing Pokemon and deals damage to before landing in the designated direction, basically doing like a super move, essentially. It does, yeah, like a super jump. Yeah, so you get you get slash, mark, slash, mark, slash, mark, and then you use the button again, and he does this big extravagant move, and it's a five-second cooldown. So you're almost... You're almost constantly like you have small cooldowns relatively, so you're you're constantly going for broke. It's a high roll character. It you're does trying to yeah. You're constantly trying to pull off these insane combos, and if you do, then you get this really big payoff. But if you don't, okay, you've got to wait four or five seconds again, and maybe you're 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 not doing as much as the move ceiling is, which makes me think that the the regular hits from Zero Orog are probably mm. not going to be that powerful. Because they have to be able to tune it in some way to where the the big hit yeah. is going to be worth the, it. On the test server, the damage looked solid. 
Now, it's not like an Absol hit where you're t- it's like Absol hits you once or twice, but the in- increments of damage are absurd because he's like critting for these huge numbers. It's not like that, but like it, it does. It's like it, does it hit similar to Triple Axel from some from Serena? Yeah. Um, it, it it on the test like server damage. the damage on faint attack was impressive, and I was like, oof. Now, what I'll say about it though is that like. Similar to Volt Switch. It's Volt Switch, but harder to use, but with a higher upside. Volt Switch on Zera is like, I get in, I discharge, I do a bunch of damage, I get out. This, you're not really focused on getting out, although you can. You're like, you're jumping in, you know, using another cut or using whatever the other move was. Night uh, um, Night Slash. No, not Night Slash. Uh, What was the? uh, Shadow Claw. Oh, Cutter. Cat cutter shadow claw. Yeah, you're you're going in. You're using that to to do another reset of the uh, of the leap because it's not just when you faint attack. It's if you faint attack or use another move, right? So if you faint attack yeah. in, do a, a shadow claw. It'll just keep leaving these traces slowly back and back and back from wherever you kept leaping from, and then you can go back to them. the The thing though is that like. And, and then if you if you if on the way back, just like you do with Volt Switch, you deal damage to somebody, it leaves another one. So you're constantly leaving these little paths to get out, but it's not like you know, Zara leaves one place, you can leave it in a bush and, you know, go really far out, and as long as you don't miss the time or you go all the way back and you're safe. Um, but the upside isn't there. You can't just it's not a damaging move as much as it's like a escape. This is a damage builder, and if with the right amount of situational awareness it can also be an escape which is kind of yeah it's like, wild it's like it's like e-speed but on but, yeah this, but also kind of a little bit more bonkers this definitely feels like you know um zoro definitely feels like he's like uh what do you call it power creeping zara like because i just bit, don't yeah. see i just don't see what he does outside of discharge which yes discharge is a phenomenal uh move i just don't see what zoro's doing um, that that Zara can do better, frankly. Um, now the unite move is interesting. I do think Zara has a phenomenal unite move, but um, Zoro's seems pretty solid too. If you want to walk through that, yeah. Uh, quickly, I'll just kind of go. Nightfall days has the user release dark shock waves dealing damage to opposing Pokemon. These three shock waves are released, and each one has an increasingly larger area of effect. The user is immune is immune to hindrances while it's releasing these shockwaves. So I'm imagining I haven't seen this move used, I, but I'm imagining yeah. it goes one, two, and then like three, like in succession after each it other. It does, but they're quick together. It does right. not take long. It's one, two, three, boom, 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 three quick pulses. And, and I was like, this. If anything, it's it seems powerful, but it also seems um, weirdly like not super like climactic. You know, like the animation take is so quick that it's like, oh, was that a unite move? Like, <laughs> hard to tell. Uh, yeah. But be, I think that the way this is gonna be played is as like a a full heal. Like you get Just locked down, the, you pop it, and you start chaining more stuff. I think that's the way this is going to be played. I don't think it's like a – like Zara, just while I'm continuing this comparison, you leap in so that you can drop your, your night move and do a ton of explosion damage as the lightning tracks somebody and pow, it hits in an AoE. I think yeah. you're, you, you're using that proactively. I think – I think my theory is that Zara's, uh, Zoro's 
again, it will be confusing. Zoros will be used reactively. You, Almost like a Charizard Sort of, yeah. You're like jumping in. You're not initiating with this. You're jumping in. You're doing as much as you can with the stuff. And then when they look like they're going to lock you down, you you pop this and keep going. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so yeah. The other thing, the other thing I didn't get to mention about feint attack is it also remove it also reduces the cooldowns of all your other moves. Yeah, it makes it easier for you to chain with the other moves. This is definitely like a chain move spamming like uh, character. It's just because everything, literally everything in its kit is a dash. Everything. And its kit is a dash, yeah, except just, for the United It's just going to keep. It's just, just going to keep, keep moving. It's going to be hard moving. to pin down. Yeah, that's the whole. You know point what's going to hate? Wiggly, gravity, on Clefable. It's oh, going to ruin too. this Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, if you if Clefable is strong, then don't buy Zoroark. Don't don't play. Yeah, no, not not Zoroark. 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 It's I hate this name. It's I do so hate stupid. it. It's a stupid name. It's a stupid name for a stupid Pokemon, and I know there's a ton of Zoroark fans. I don't care. Uh, let's talk about everybody's favorite <laughs> Edge Derpy. Be damned. Yeah, Ed- Edge Lords be damned. We're gonna move on to a Derpy ghost with shiny rocks out of its back. Let's talk about Sableye. Go. Do you want to go run through the move set for Sableye? Uh, I certainly can. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up. Sableye right now. seems to be oh. right up your alley in play style. So I mean, and this, and this spawns back from some of your other MOBA experience as well. Um, this is this is something that uh, let it be known. This is an element of the game similar to how we now have Fog of War in mm-hmm. in Thea Sky Ruins. This is an element of the game that is present in other MOBAs that. Uh, Ian has been calling for for a long time. Yeah, I, and I I'll, think it I does it in an elegant way. I won't bury the lead here. I'll just let I'll just say it up front, and then we'll walk through the Pokemon. But um, Sableye specifically can ward the map and give your team vision, um, and I think it's going to be really really cool. But let's walk through this. Um, so first off, I think it's most important to the character's kit is the passive, and it's one of the one of the I think there are some Pokemon that the passive is an afterthought, and then there are others where the passive is, like, integral. And this is one of those. So whenever Sableye is outside of the visual range of Pokemon from the other team, uh, it enters stealth and its movement speed increases. And then when it enters visual range of a Pokemon from the other team, um, it will exit stealth after a short time. That that like cooldown of like when okay i'm in visual range you know and now i become visible it will last longer uh when you're approaching somebody and sneaking up on them from behind so this is another interesting mechanic where it's like the you know the backstab sort of mechanic and then of course um if you ever attack um or use like a uh a, an attacking move a damaging move it will exit stealth um so that is the prankster yeah but stealth is great like i i really wanted another stealth based pokemon i i don't like greninjas but it's not because of the stealth i just don't like it because of the smoke screen like vision reduction i think that as soon as you walk out of the stupid smoke screen cloud you should have your vision back darn it uh but uh you gotta rub your eyes a time you gotta rub your eyes a couple times first before you get your vision back no i i hate greninja so much um (laughs) the basic attack um, obviously every third attack becomes a boosted, very, very common, uh, setup. Um, it will deal bonus damage to Pokemon it hits and decreases their movement speed for a short time. However, 
if you were in stealth when you hit with a boosted attack, it will deal damage and apply a fear. Now, this is a really important little mechanic here that Sableye is introducing fear. Enemies that are affected by fear run away from the user. And, like, the control gets taken away for a couple seconds as they run away. Then, um, when the user enters stealth, it will be able to use the boosted attack immediately. So, that's a really important, like, mechanic here. So, like, you when you enter stealth, your next attack is boosted. And, and so on. Um, and so, if you are able to sneak up on somebody and hit them with a the boosted while still in stealth you'll get that fear effect, which means you're wanting to like loop behind people and backstab them or come out of a bush or something like that, um, which I think is great for this little sneaky guy, which, by the way, the model is tiny. It sees such a small little guy on the screen. It is really um, small. It's kind of adorable. Um, so his first move is uh, Thief. And this, I think, more than maybe even more than the warding ability, which I'm super excited for, this may be the most important for the metagame when he gets released and potentially for the competitive game. What he does is he dashes forward, dealing damage to anyone he hits and decreasing their movement speed. However, if it hits someone on the opposing team, it will steal a small amount of their Aos energy. And if they then don't have any Aos energy, they're stunned. Tell me what this is going to mess with at level one. Stacking. Stacking. The most common way to play the lanes in the game right now. It, it, it's it's honestly. Abuse. It's it, it's become. Yeah, it has become more than what I think the designers wanted. Almost everyone tries to stack these days. I blame Spragles. Uh <laughs> But for popularizing it. You hear me, you cowboy? We blame you. <laughs> we blame you. Uh, no, but I, I, you know, and it's good. It, stacking is really, really strong. Okay? Um, it, But it's become really annoying that people don't play the lane straight anymore. They, they, More people just run to the goal than, than actually engage with the wild Pokemon or with, you know, the enemy. Which I think is not intended. So... Sableye, it's more, to do with, it's more to do with the process of dunking and the way that it currently exists in the game. Well, yeah, you get the So that frames. way you can... Well, you can dunk with characters that aren't necessarily meant to... You can stack with characters that aren't necessarily meant for it mm-hmm. and get away with it. There are some characters that are meant to be beefier, have a bigger health pool, and are a bit more like stable. Yeah. That... Or maybe they can dash in and they could get a quick score before you could catch them. That kind of stuff. That I don't have a problem with stacking. It's a little bit, of, it's a little bit more skill based, or it's it's based on the Pokemon that you chose. It says yes, I'm going to stack this skill. Sure, but lumbering but up as a mime is like not intended. I don't think. No, like just like yeah, there are some characters that you're just like you shouldn't be able to stack and just run right past me and ignore me. And then stack, hit the guy frames, get out, and hit last hit the other Pokemon. And you get a little chunk of healing when you dunk. So it's just, yeah, it's yeah. It, there's some other things that could be nerfed to reduce the stacking uh, problem. But anyways, but Sableye will certainly do the trick. Um, Thief being able to just swipe the Aos right out of their hands. They walk up with three points. It's mine now. You don't get the stack. You're out, you're, you're out of your element. <laughs> you're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Uh, Stay in your lane. So, um, 
So, so I think that that is quite frankly just just fascinating, and what that's going to do. You get it at you can get it at level one. It's it's really cool. So then, um, thief has the ability to uh, upgrade into either knockoff, uh, which I think is really uh, an interesting one, or you can upgrade it? in yeah into knockoff or confuse. I don't see right. the other one. Oh, there it is. Confuse right. You're right. Um, knockoff or confuse ray. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I thought you would. You, I thought it was knockoff or shadow sneak. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's knockoff or shadow sneak. Yeah, because knockoff is the one where. So, so the way that the knockoff works, it's basically a better version of thief. So you dash forward and then you dash back, dealing damage. Um, and uh, and if uh, and and leaving the Pokemon briefly stunned, very briefly, um, and uh, so you can dash back and forward. Uh, and then if you are uh, if you did after you use it, you get a second dash that like the move can be used again, and it goes forward, uh, throwing enemies uh, and and dealing more damage. Right. However. Anywhere along these things, if they hit enemy posing Pokemon, it will drop their AOS energy on the ground. And for a short time, they will be unable to pick up that energy. So that's really interesting because, like, unlike Thief, which steals it, this drops on the ground, which 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 lets your allies pick it up or yourself pick it up. But if you have full AOS energy, like you often do in the mid-game, where you're like, I can't push up, but I also, as a supporter, like... I've cleared some farm. I'm sitting at 30 of 30. Unlike Thief, where if you use Thief, you wouldn't be able to steal it because you would be full. This knocks it on the ground and stops them from picking up for a short amount of time. So you still get the value of disrupting their dunks, which I think is really interesting. Um, So if anywhere along the line that you're dashing through them, if the enemy Pokemon has no Aos energy, they get stunned for a much longer duration. Um... And uh, and then the Sableye, anywhere throughout this move, while you're doing these dashes, you take less damage, less incoming damage. Now, I'll say this. From the test server, the damage numbers are not very impressive. Sableye is not a damage dealer. But the CC you get from dashing through them, the reduction of damage that you take while you're using these moves, which effectively is a, you know, Dash forward, dash back, and then a, another little dash forward or another little attack forward. Um, like you're able to just shred away their AOS energy. So if you're defending a goal, this is a great goal defender, and uh, set up the your allies with the with the stuns that you're getting. Which I mean, it's it's kind of wild. Uh, no one else does that in this game. I mean, I feel like that's a whole kit, right? Literally everything Sableye does, no one else does. Yeah, I mean, and even the fear piece of it, like you can sneak behind somebody, smack them with a boosted, hit them with that fear they have to run away from you, now they're running directly into your team. Like, yeah. You can, con- it's a little bit of, ma- of, of crowd control in this as well. Oh, 100%. And, and that sort of plays into the, the other half of the kit, right? So instead of knockoff, you can go shadow sneak. And Shadow Sneak is the one that I'm probably most excited for because it plays very, very similar to uh, Bounty Hunter, one of my favorite characters in Dota. So 
Basically, Shadow Sneak allows you to press it and then immediately enter stealth, even if you're standing right in front of somebody, which normally you're not able to do, right? If you're within their vision, you can't you can't enter stealth. You have to get out of their vision. You immediately enter stealth and increase your movement speed. And guys, it's a lot. The move speed increase is a lot. It's crazy. Um, you're just you, you zooming start, around. Start, yeah, you start zooming. Yeah, you're you're like Dodrio speeds while you're stealthed. Um, and so uh, while you are while this move is active, your next boosted basic attack. Um, as in the thing that allows you to fear them if you hit them from behind, it deals a ton of bonus damage. Now, it's not like an absol crit, okay? But it does do a pretty sizable chunk, and you you won't be able to solo anybody with Sableye. Like, I'll just say that here. You won't be able to solo people, but you definitely will be able to, like, you know, set up kills uh, with your allies. Um, and then finally... Um, when you exit stealth, um, you will be able to enter stealth again after bopping them. So um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, the upgrade allows you to uh, recover HP while you're in stealth, which is a huge bonus, right? Like, oh, I escaped that fight. Uh, I can heal up instead of you know backing, uh, instead of resetting. So that's really neat. Um, the other half of the moves are uh, Confuse Ray. Or so, so it starts with Astonish, which is pretty simple. It's a cone blast of damage that decreases move speed. It's pretty, pretty chill. However, if it hits someone from behind, it deals more damage and slows more. So uh, simple but effective uh, in the early game. However, it will upgrade into either Confuse Ray, which they throw a ray of sinister energy. I'm reading the description here. Uh, <laughs> in a designated direction, if it'll deal damage if it hits. And if it hits someone from the enemy team, that person becomes confused. Confused is like a frenzy ability in other games where they lose control of their Pokemon and that Pokemon instead goes to begin basic attacking nearby Pokemon in the order priority order of... First, their allies, then wild Pokemon, and then you slash your team. So, like, if you confuse somebody, let's say if you if you can land this on a Cinderace that's next to his teammates, that Cinderace is going to go turn and start critting his allies. Uh, and, 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 of course, all the meanwhile, you can gang up on him because he's not hitting you. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, a great, it's a great move if you can pull it off. And the upgrade is even more trolly, which is uh, when you land the Confusory on someone, their movement speed and basic attack speed increase uh, as well. I'm going to hit my own so friends I'm gonna hit my harder. Hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so trolly. Yeah, um, it, is, it is pretty trolly. I think it's going to be inconsistent. Yeah, I agree. Um, personally. But it is going to be... I'm going to queue this up and see how many times I can hurt my hurt, make my opponent kill get kills on their on their own allies. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree. I think it's going to be going to be pretty interesting. And then finally we have faint attack. So faint attack is uh the one that I'm most excited for. Essentially, if anyone played League, it's like Teemo dropping the little poison puff caps. If anyone's played Dota, it's like um um how can I remember Teemo and I can't remember oh, a Techies is uh, the character from Dota. Um, but uh, but basically, you throw 
fake AO synergy on the ground that's actually like a trap. So if enemies walk over the fake AO synergy trying to pick it up, it explodes and they take damage over time and have reduced move speed. And here's the thing, guys. The damage over time, not that good. The decreased move speed, very good. Very, very good. Um, it's it's kind of crazy how much they like get slowed. And they didn't even they, – they it can set things up because they can walk through – you can watch them walk through this fake Aos energy, and if they do, you'll be ready to pounce. Like, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, you can have up to three uses in reserve, um, and the cooldown is extremely short. One second cooldown, and you have three uses in reserve. So you can just spam these things out. But you can only have five active piles of fake energy um, at, like at a time. So just keeping that in mind, like you, you can't just litter the entire map and then watch them cry. You know, if you throw a sixth, the first one will disappear. Now, here is the craziest part of all of this. These piles of Aos energy grant vision to the user. So if you are playing Sableye, you can be a the best between your invisibility and faint attack. You can be the true complete uh like scout for your team you can throw these in bushes and see when people are hiding in the bush or coming up rotating towards the objective you're on if you in your team get to an objective first start spamming these uh out oh so in the surrounding area so that you will know when people are coming to confront the objective and you can pop out and your team can jump them as they close in or continue to rip that objective um before they get there I'm excited about that because sometimes it is hard to, it is hard to be able to functionally use the minimap on mobile mm-hmm. while you are playing and trying to do things because you do have to use a little small map and like move your entire finger. Like you don't have a joystick that you can use or like hold down a button and scan the map as easily like you can on Switch. So being able to just passively see the minimap or or even just like scroll um, into certain areas that are that are awarded. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot easier to be able to keep an eye on certain parts of the map on mobile, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, and then lastly, the unite move, um, which is insane. It's insane. It really truly it's is so good. It's called Phantom Ambush. You shoot a light and a cone from your eyes, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon, and those Pokemon immediately begin recalling to base. If they were facing the user. So most of the time you want to backstab people. Phantom ambush. You want to catch them in the eyes. And if you do. If you catch them when they're facing the user. They begin recalling to base. Now. If at any point they take damage. Before finishing returning to base. uh, The effect is cancelled. And they can uh, still. You know. Bash your face in with. I don't know a pyro ball or something. But if you can coordinate this with your team to be like, I'm using Phantom Ambush, don't hit them. They will immediately recall back to base and have to walk all the way back out to wherever you're fighting. It's it crazy. Doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter if they have if they just took Red Quaza and they have a shield on them. Nope. It doesn't matter what. You can, you can absolutely stop a group of people in their tracks. So something to know, it does still take time for them to recall if you let them get close to Rayquaza and you 
and someone's already hit Rayquaza, so it's attacking nearby things, and you stun them with this, Rayquaza hitting them and them taking damage will bring them out of it. So you need to maybe... I think the most applicable use for this, especially towards the end of the game, like in a big fight, is either stunning a group of... Well, it's either stunning a group of people that have just taken an objective and they are... Maybe you don't have the numbers there because your team isn't grouped up or some of your team just died and they're pushing towards your goal. Just let the objective happen. Back up. Sit in a bush near your goal. Pop out. Stun them all. They recall home and now your team can regroup, come down, take and clear out that objective that's pushing. Let's say it's Reggie Alecki or something like that. Or hide in a bush an offensively sided bush as Ray is coming in or as Ray is setting up. So get there a little early. Their team groups, they bring them in. You hit two or three of them and you back up and you start either attacking the rest of them or you hit Ray and you just clear before they come back. You cannot let them get into the pit pit because then Ray will reactivate them. Mm -hmm. But you have the ability to create about a 10 to 15 second window for your team to push and force that advantage. This is a setup ult. You use it at the beginning of a fight, and you create an advantage that they cannot win. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be super frustrating in solo. Some people are gonna break their switches in half over this, but I'm excited to be the one that makes them do that. Um. Well, the amount of time that you're gonna use this on 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 a group of enemies hit like three of them, you're like, I got it, and then the stupid the stupid lane cinderace walks up and just like smacks all of them with basic attacks and they reactivate and you're like what are you doing yeah well we've got these pokemon uh coming into the game uh we're pretty sure it's going to be at some point during this uh halloween event that's going to come in at the end of october through you know mid-november so we're really excited to see what these spooky boys can do when they get in here let's go ahead and move on to our next segment where we will be previewing some fan created unite licenses All righty, guys. So we have some cool, cool uh, uh, submissions for Who's That Pokemon. The first one uh, comes from Curry, and uh, we've got a little bit of a theme. We're doing two this time, and that's because they are connected. So our our teammate Curry was excited about this one and submitted this a while back, and we did want to uh, showcase this one once we finally um, got a chance to do this segment again. Uh, this segment again. So Curry submission is I guess it's technically a mythical and not a legendary, which we're now allowed to do because Mew is in the game. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure this is a mythical, not a legendary. It is Latias and Latios. So uh, Curry has this really great idea. Of course, these two Pokemon um, are well-known as being somewhat like uh, their partners, um, and they work together and they, you know, and there was a whole, I think, Pokemon movie about these two, um, and that they, that they're like attached to the hip basically. Um, there are these really cool dragon flying Pokemon. Um, they've got some really like unique, uh, versions. The red one or the blue one is more aggressive. The red one has like healing abilities and stuff. So Curry had this idea for a blended supporter and attacker. Uh, that would allow you to do a mix of like a mage and uh, and a healer, uh, depending on which one you had out at the time. Sort of like a, a Lucio vibe. I, I'm I'm thinking, uh, you know, from Overwatch. Exactly. If people who are familiar, um, so I'll just quickly run through it. And then Gibby, I want you to. Up. I'm gonna quickly run through it. And Gibby, just give me your your thoughts on it, right? 
Uh, Which, by the way, I did look it up. It is a legendary. Oh, it's a legendary. Okay, well, now legendaries are allowed in the game so that Curry can uh, have this submission. Um, I always thought Mewtwo should be in the game anyways. Um, but uh, but anyways, or like, you know, I thought the legendary dogs like Suicune and stuff would be really cool. But uh, anyway, anyhow, anyhow, uh, we have these uh, we have these these Latios and Latias. Um, and basically... Each of them has a different uh, passive. So Latias uh, would have a passive called Heal Pulse, where they just have a very slow um, passive HP recovery, which is not like healing, but like an HP recovery um, static, like you'd get with like Regice Ice or whatever. Uh, defense and special defense in an area around it, while meanwhile Latios would have a slight increase of move speed around it. Literally... Uh, like Lucio and his two different music auras, um, the uh, the boosted attacks would uh, for Latias would reduce the enemy target's attack and special attack stats and do a little bit of healing, while Latiosis would reduce their defense and special defense. You can see where this is going. They're sort of like two halves of the same coin. Um, for the first move, uh, you would be looking at Heal Pulse for uh, for Latias. And uh, on the flip side, uh, you would be looking at Dragon Breath. Um, so these things would allow you to sort of uh, either heal and do damage and stun. And then they upgrade into different versions depending on whether you're on Latias or Latios. And how you switch between them is your Unite move. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I, I like, I mean, and the only thing that he didn't include in this uh, is the idea of, like, w- which one do you start off? Do you get to choose or do you always start on Latios or Latios? Which I would hope that you, now that we've kind of see, like, and the reason we chose this is, I mean, you'll see you'll, for, for our other SIG selection as well, mm-hmm. the theme here is the is choice and the ability to kind of go back and forth or... Uh, make a decision tree at some point have that decision tree where you get to choose one or two of them mm-hmm. and to your point i mean you can play around whether like like you said whether you start as one and then you get the the ability to like to divulge into one of them at a certain point like at a certain level or mm-hmm. do you have the ability to switch back and forth kind of on the fly or do you make that decision immediately as soon as you get into the game about which one you're switching into yeah i don't like, know there's a there's different points that they could that they could throw throw around within the game that I think this build highlights very well. Yeah, exactly. I think that there's some really really neat stuff in here. Uh, the unite move being twin disciplines, which is I think a reference to our uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Legends of Runeterra podcast. But yeah, you basically have this big move where one of them flies up into the air and the other one comes flying down, blasting the ground, and then all of a sudden your entire kit is switched to be about your, um, you know, about either healing and, and supporting allies or dealing damage um, and, uh, and, and you know, CCing them. So I think that's really interesting. Uh, we're not going to go through all of the moves in depth, but I highly recommend jumping in our Discord and checking this out because, honestly, it is really, really, really cool. And we did, we did this one. We chose Latios and Latios because it pairs with another submission we have – with this being a sort of dual Pokemon thing, switching in and out, switching in and out, we had another submission here um, coming from uh, .not, 
who uh, is a recent addition to our uh, to our Discord. So welcome. Um, and it is a submission for Plusle and Minin. These two little, uh, you know, one is a positive charge and one is a negative charge. Um, and uh, they're little like Pikachu looking variants from Gen Three. Um, right. And instead of taking the switch out, you know, on an ultimate, this is like an ice climbers vibe for those we've of got, you who played we've got Nana. Yeah, like uh, from playing um, playing Smash Bros. And so the difference here is that the passive ability will allow you to put one of them in front and switch with the one in back. And so, uh, you know, they each have separate health bars, and whichever one is in front, I believe, is the one who takes the damage. And so you can switch between them to survive a little bit longer. Um, and But it will also, um, you know, have a different uh, secondary move uh, depending on who is now in front, which I think is really, really, really interesting as this, like, mm-hmm. tactical, like, I really want to be able to use this one move on Plusle, but I'm about to die. I better switch over to Minin. Um, and if one of them faints, they will respawn within a specific amount of time until both of them faint, which I think is also really, really cool. Um, right. Again, we're, we're, we're just getting complete Ice Climbers vibes, which I think would just be so fun in this game. Um, yeah, just, ha- just having that that ability to kind of form fit your gameplay mm-hmm. and form fit the, the the kind of influence you want to have either for your team or against the other team, probably more specifically, because um, you don't have visibility to what your opponents are going to be playing until after you, it's too late in most cases. And you're already queuing into the game and you're like, Oh, I wish I hadn't picked Pikachu in this game because I'm just going to get eaten alive. Uh, so, but being able to switch back and forth, okay, okay, this game is all about attack reduction because that's going to set up my team better is a really cool thing to be able to focus on here when you are able to switch back and forth between Plusle and Minin in, in this case. Uh, some of I loved the names of the moves. Yeah, they're very that not cool. shows like play nice is decreasing the targets opponent opposing opponents uh, attack and special attack. So play nice are doing less damage. Uh, tag tag team, team is my favorite of this in this whole. It's kit. so funny. Yeah, Minin throws Plusle out forward. Once Plusle lands, they create an electric link between each other and deal damage to the opposing Pokemon hit by it, like in the middle. After a short time, Minin pulls Plusle back towards itself. Any opposing Pokemon that Plusle passes through takes damage and is stunned for a short time. So he just throws his buddy out, which I'm pretty sure is like a similar move almost like when Ice Climbers is trying to do like their recovery, mm-hmm. like trying to get back on the map. Like one of them jumps off the other one's head. It's similar and then pulls the other one up. It's similar to that, but like that's a really creative way to like have Plusle and mine in like linking each other. Um, yeah, and the, the it, it, upgrade it, is the damage stun. It's is, is better. It's got that like um, the just the the two is better than one. You know, two headed uh, dragon, two headed ogre vibe. You know that you uh, that you've seen in other games. Um, and but it's just these two cute little electric guys uh, running around. And I do love this little you know hidden mechanic in it where like when one of them drops, their moves become less useful. Um, and so, yep. for instance, you th- keep them both alive. Yeah, you got to keep them both alive. Switch between them. Uh, keep them healed up. Um, and then, what's cool is, and I think I said this earlier, but um, so so we just previewed one of the moves. So I'm not going to preview the other one because I want you guys to come in here, and look at it yourself. Um, but the uh, 
the second move tree is the one that is a different move depending on which one is leading. So one of them is a it is where they dash forward, dealing damage and stunning. The other one is a ranged calling thunderbolts down and knocking people up. So you know if you have one of them in the front, um, you're playing more aggressively, like pushing forward. If you have one of them in the back, you're playing more reactively and defensively, hanging back, which I think is just really cool. And then the unite move. Uh, is is worth is worth sharing here. It's called Cheer On, where they the two of them join hands and spin around super fast, throwing these bolts of electricity out in random areas. Or, you know, coming out of this arc and slowing the uh, movement speed uh, of uh, enemies in that area and increasing the movement speed of allies in the area, which I think is just really cool. It's creating like a superconductor in the middle of yeah. the map. <laughs> Just creating like a just like a dome, just a chaos dome of, yeah. of energy, which is really funny. Yeah, um, a thunder dome, but, so to speak. Right, the thunder dome. <laughs> but but both of these builds, plus Lamine and, and then Latios and Latias, are super creative, and it just highlights some of the continual experimentation that we expect out of some of the Pokemon that will be added to the game in future future editions. I mean, uh, I think I don't think the team at Timmy Studios has been putting out. Uh, characters in this quick of a rate since the game's expansion like it is it is awesome yeah and at times slightly overwhelming the amount of the how fast they're putting out characters so builds like this is what we would love to see and we encourage anybody who's in our discord if you're listening on spotify Mm -hmm. if you're listening through itunes uh follow us on discord come join the camp legend network in discord we have our aos airwaves uh channels in our camp legend discord for our overarching podcast network that we have where a lot of these different um what are the what, uh, who's that pokemon builds are being shared we would love to have more submissions uh call out to us if you've if you'd uh, like a submission that somebody else submitted to to be reviewed or, or shown that you think is really cool mm-hmm. uh we love that and we'll be being uh, looking to engage more in our our platforms uh very soon yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in today. Uh, we've already bumped it plenty, so I won't go crazy with it. But uh, yeah, join the Discord. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash camplegendnetwork. Um, and Gibby, looks like you have one more thing to share here for us. I forgot to give my prediction. Oh, yes, what your prediction. I think will be my prediction is Ampharos. Oh, Ampharos. I love that Pokemon. It's another triple evolution too, which could be really, really interesting. And I think it is, it is in the range of possibilities that Ampharos comes to the game. So mark my words. That's my guess. Okay. We've got that one in the books. I do love Ampharos. I would, I would adore if that Pokemon came to the game. I used to love, uh, Mareep and Flaffy. Um, but anyways, guys, once again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to have fun, show up to Rayquaza and don't forget to ping your lanes. We'll see you all next time.